0: Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you are about to hear another episode, or are listening already, to another episode of Trex in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. This is Rico, your host. Today is June 9th, uh, 2019. This is podcast 731, and I feel like I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I don't really have allergies per se, uh, not like uh, my wife Lynn has definitely has allergies. Both my sons do to a degree, uh, a little bit. Um, but, um, but it's never really bothered me, but yeah, every now and then, especially during the summer, cutting the grass, that kind of stuff, I feel like you're going to sneeze and it's a little early on the sun on Sunday. Uh, I feel a little, uh, you know, wiping the sleep out of my eyes still. So But I wanted to get the show in, and uh, it's been a long time, actually. It's been a while since I've done a normal kind of Sunday morning podcast, so this feels pretty good. Uh, The subject today will be summer movies, and I'm a little late, and I usually do one of these shows each year, talk about what's coming up for the summer uh, in sci-fi, fantasy, a few other things, Um, but uh, one thing has led to another, and now we're in early June, and I'm doing this, so we're going to go a little bit backwards in time, just briefly talk about what we've had so far on that, but, uh, and talk about what's still coming out this summer. Uh, and, uh, that'll be the show talk about a few other things, talk about what's been going on with me. Oh, uh, just, um, my normal little chit chat at the beginning of the podcast that before I get into, uh, the, the, the main topic. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's enough prelude and, uh, precursor, pre-whatever. Let's just get right into it uh, here on Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We want a man in black. I'm the Doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the future of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, it's your trick. From the force, but beware of the dark side. Iron man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate, it's a gold titanium. Oh lord. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is Reach Gold, and you're listening to. And sci-fi. Okay, everyone, I am back, and uh, let's see. What should we start off talking about? The weather—that's always a good topic. Yeah, the weather here in Michigan has been pretty good actually the last week or so. We're still getting a ton of rain. I—I uh, uh, I have this little thing where I said to myself, or I talked to Lynn. I—I I, I said, you know, I—I I shouldn't complain about rain at all because even though we've been getting rain well, maybe not quite every day, but probably within every couple of days, we've been getting a pretty good blast of rain because so many parts of the country and the world, you know, lack rain. And, uh, in Michigan, we've, our, our summers tend to be pretty okay. Sometimes by about midsummer, July into August, we can get a dry spell, but all this, uh, we've really had a ton of rain so far and it's made everything super green. I've been cutting my grass like crazy and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it was good because it was a, it was a pretty long, hard winter. So it helps everything kind of come back, all the plants and, and everything come back after the crazy, you know, cold and, and, uh, we didn't have a ton of snow actually. It was just really cold for a long time, but it's good now. So, um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of geekdom. Uh, I'm kind of getting a little bit more excited or i am getting, definitely getting more excited for, uh, San Diego comic-con. I think I've said before on the show, on the podcast, but I will be going again this year out to San Diego. I'm going to go there for the full, the full, <laughs> the full Monty, the full, uh, oh, that's, uh, no, not naked San Diego Comic-Con, but because uh, nobody really wants a whole uh, thousands of naked nerds running around. No, nobody wants that. But uh, no, full Monty as in I'm going all the way from um, Wednesday, which is preview night, all the way through Sunday this year. I'm kind of staying at a little uh, out of the way place because I waited too long for the hotel. Although I keep checking because they seem to be uh, closer hotels, and other hotels are are opening up now. You know, when people, I think people book way in advance and then they cancel. But uh, I'm not really that far away. Actually, I'm pretty close to one of these. They have these trol this trolley system in San Diego, little trains or whatever you want to call them um, cable car things, whatever. Anyway, they go right by the convention center, and there's one that had, there's a stop, a station that's not too far from this hotel. I'm actually, I think it's, I'm technically south of the convention center this year, uh, where most of the hotels people stay at are around the convention center or, or some ways north, um, about four miles away, approximately. I, I may end up changing. We'll see how this goes. Like I just mentioned, some other hotels are opening up, but, there is this little trolley station that's pretty close to the hotel within walking distance of the hotel, so I might do that. Last year, I was at one of the normal hotels, normal, um, that's on their uh, bus shuttle route, and that worked out pretty well. I was still out uh, in the outskirts, uh, not not in at one of the closer hotels. Um, part of that's cost. You, the closer you get, the more expensive it is. Uh, but anyway, I'm staying. So I'm staying the whole time, all through Sunday. Last year, I, I, I skipped out. I left Sunday morning to come back and didn't and I, and I think Sunday might be a really nice fun day because you know it'll be I think less crazy than Saturday, but it's still a weekend day. and I figure I'm all the way out there. I'm already doing it and doing it and, and all that. So what's one more night at the hotel? It's uh, not a big deal. So that um, you know another day off work type of thing. I'm, I'm basically planning on going back to work on Tuesday. I come back on, on Monday uh, and, and get in in the evening because of the time change and all that. Uh, coming back, you lose some time. But um, but the, yeah, so I'll be out there. Anyone listening to the podcast, uh, I know I'm going to be seeing my buddy Kenny again and his friends. Kenny and his amazing friends. And if there's anyone else that listens to the show that, that is going to San Diego Comic-Con, please email me. I, I always love to connect up with people. I've met a lot of people, obviously over the years that have listened to the show, made some really good friends. Uh, I've, um, you know, it's it's really interesting. You know, when I did the when I started Treks in Sci-Fi, it was just because, as as I've said many times, kind of try to keep geekdom alive, especially Star Trek after Enterprise got canceled. But it's also turned into uh, turned into much more than that over the years, and now it's. uh, it's frankly now it's it's still fun to do the show, but it but I've made so many good friends from doing the show, and they've created their own podcasts and so on and so forth. So this is uh, it was something unexpected and 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 really nice that happened from doing the podcast and the show. I, I think uh, I think it's one of the greatest things I know Scott Johnson, who's been podcasting a long time, had a, has had a similar experience, and he he's uh, you know he's a real. Uh, friendly type of guy, so I think a, a lot of that has to do with uh, the situation, but it's, you know, when you're going to a convention, this is just the world of geeks and and uh, and, and meeting up with any anybody who might be listening to the show that hasn't, uh, we haven't met, let me know, treksf at gmail.com, shoot me an email, let me know, maybe we can coordinate a day and a place and a time to meet up. Uh, I'm still undecided on the whole costuming thing for, for the con. I, I <laughs> Part of me wants to just walk around in shorts and t-shirts the whole time uh, and and be super comfy and and just take pictures of all the other customers. I I have a couple of ideas, and and I guess I'll just talk about them a little bit on the podcast. I I bought a um, Matrix Reloaded Neo coat—you know, that long coat that he wears in that uh, in that second Matrix movie—which I think is is kind of underrated i mean a lot of people say oh the first matrix is the only good one but i think the second one the third one i feel like was it was definitely a little bit of a fall off from where they were and i i think it's one of those issues with the the concluding movie is always a little tricky but but i do enjoy the second one a lot of the set pieces and that movie and and the um but that long coat that makes him kind of look like a priest i i I bought off uh, cosplay sky um it, it turned out I'm, I'm pretty tall. I tried to, you know, you put in your measurements into the system, you know, for them, but I think they have their limits on what they can do. It's not is quite as long. It doesn't hit like the ground practically like his coat does, but it's still, I think it still is pretty good, but man, it's a wool, black wool coat and it, just putting it on here in the house for a few minutes, it's super warm. So I'm really questioning whether I really want to walk around in a big heavy coat like that. It might be okay in the convention center. The convention center I found was pretty well air conditioned uh, for the most part. Uh, but getting there, you know, I probably could just carry it. That wouldn't be a big deal. The other thing I was thinking about doing, which would be a pretty easy outfit and not um, maybe not terribly hot, was there's a new Men in Black which we'll talk about coming out in, in at the end of this coming week actually. And I thought just wearing a Men in Black type suit, a black suit with a black tie uh, with sunglasses, of course. And, and I have a neuralizer prop already and and get some kind of silver gun kind of a thing. Uh, of course, you know, get the gun, you know, checkers at the, the prop checkers at, uh, the content to, to label it appropriately and all that. But, um, but I thought that would be a really cool outfit to wear. Uh, pretty simple, pretty easy. And also the, um, I don't think it'd be terribly warm. Um, You know, you can always slip the jacket off kind of a thing Um, and kind of classy too, in a, in a way. Uh, But, um, I'm I'm always hats off uh, you know there have been some posts I've been seeing lately but hats off to all the costumers who who do do some crazy elaborate amazing stuff that I I saw last year at San Diego One of my favorite things to do is to walk around take photos, see all the crazy costumes and, and, and very impressive stuff people wear and some of them are super uh, complicated and and again people the the amount of time work effort and, and just the, just the strain to, to wear that, um, like Kenny and his, his brother and his friends do these turtle teenage mutant ninja turtle costumes. Um, and they wear them for, I, I think Kenny said they, they usually only do a couple hours of it cause it's, it's really warm to wear those things, but they look great. And, and you know, kudos to those guys and hats off. Uh, people take a lot of this stuff for granted. And sometimes some people even out there kind of poo poo cosplayers, but you don't understand how how it, it just shows your passion for this stuff, and and, and the the work and time and effort, and, and and just the the physical nature of doing it. Again, again, really um, impressive things. So that I'm really looking forward to. Need a break from uh, from the day to day, the work thing. Uh, work's been pretty hard the last month or two. So I'm very much looking forward to going out there next month to San Diego. Um, let me think. What else do we want to kind of cover? I finally uh, wrapped up watching Doom Patrol, the the um, DC Universe app streaming service that had Titans, and then they did Doom Patrol, and now they've released Swamp Thing uh, with the first couple of episodes. They do episodes per week, and uh, I wrapped up watching Doom Patrol. Crazy show, a really enjoyable. I liked it a lot, uh, especially I thought the last few episodes, I thought they did a real, real good job, and Alan Tudyk uh, who all the Firefly fans know out there. And you guys, any geek should know who Alan Tudyk is, um, Wash on, on Firefly, by the way. Uh, he is fantastic. He had quite a bit to do in the early part of the season and then, and then towards the end of the season too. But man, that guy, that guy needs to be working like all the time. And I know he's been doing a lot of stuff lately. Um, but, but he's great. He's just fantastic. And he's kind of the villain in the show, but but it's just so so good, so so good. Uh, I can't say enough good about him. The whole cast is great, uh, and uh, Timothy Dalton's in it. Who, you know, who used to be James Bond. He's 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 been doing a lot of stuff lately uh, with with a lot of um, sci-fi, fantasy type roles, and and in uh, cable things and Netflix. And he's on uh, what was he on that series? Uh, is it Penny Dreadful? I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think so the, anyway, uh, great show doom patrol and now swamp thing. I've got to watch Chris, uh, Chris Clemente, um, from star Wars Dax, my buddy, he told me it was pretty good. He's watched it. The, the, the sad thing is though, they've already announced that it's canceled. It's only going to get one season. A- and I heard my, my son, uh, my older son, Steven mentioned this to me. It had something to do with the finances, I guess, wherever they were filming it, I think down South somewhere in the U S um, they didn't quite get as much backing, you know, when people bring movie and television productions into a certain area, sometimes they give them, I don't know if it's just tax breaks or give them some kind of financial incentive, something along those lines. They didn't get as much as they thought they would. And it's made the production, I guess, um, too expensive, but, but it's, I don't know, can't they get some more money? Is is it just a money thing? I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Seems odd to me. I, I in all the times of hearing about you know shows being you know canceled or things happening, I, I I never really generally hear that. It sometimes it's a financial thing. Things get more and more expensive as time goes on. But um, I'm still definitely going to watch it. Watch season one, even if it's not getting a season two. Speaking of not getting a season two, that sci-fi series that they did based on the comic book uh, Deadly Class just got canceled after the first season, which I'm really disappointed in because. It was a very cool show, and if you get a chance, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Deadly Class. I know it's only got it's only got it only got to one season, or only had one season, but I still think it's worth watching. It's very stylized and really interesting, and it's a very cool world. And it's I've never really read the comic, but I picked up the first trade paperback, so it's made me want to read the comic now. And I've heard it's a very faithful um, adaptation of the comic. So I'm going to definitely be reading that now, along with all the other comics that I'm reading, which are more and more each week. Uh, Lots of comics out there Uh, looking at the time, 15 minutes in. What else? I'm working my way through Daredevil, the the season three. I still got about four episodes, I think, left. Trying to finish up this season of Riverdale. It's kind of good that most of the shows have stopped um, airing and I get a chance to get caught up on stuff. I want to read or read. I want to watch God and Omens on Amazon, Amazon Prime. I got to finish up the Jack Ryan show on there, too. We're having a new Jessica Jones season three uh, Marvel series coming on Netflix this coming Friday. I still haven't to watch the last uh, I guess it was season two of Punisher on there. Uh, So I want to keep, uh, you know, finish up these Marvel shows before they're gone. Uh, off Netflix, so there's just, yeah, always a ton of content, but summertime's a nice time to catch up on this. We have Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie coming out this week on DVD, Blu-ray, 4K, all that, uh, and uh, yeah, so it's a good time. I've been watching also, I think I mentioned it before, this series called Blood and Treasure on, what channel is it on? CBS, I think? I don't know. I Network channels, I, I lose track of what's on what network, and TiVo takes care of it, but I think I'm three or four episodes in. It's a i I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It, it's kind of Indiana Jones, modern Indiana Jones a bit. There's this man and woman kind of searching for, uh, Antony and Cleopatra, the, the, the tombs of them, and there's a bad guy and all that. And it's, of course, it's got, it scratches a little bit of my itch for more indie. Uh, oh, Harrison Ford. A, supposedly kind of goofed up the other day and announced they were starting to film Indy 5. uh, But that was a little premature. I think they're going to start filming it sometime soon. I think it's due to come out in 2021. So they'll probably be filming it later this year, early into 2020. And then we'll get it in 2021. I don't know. What is he, 75? I I, I mean, he's, you know, Harrison Ford looks to be in good shape, but it'll be interesting to see how they do this movie. Will they give him another sidekick? Uh, will Junior be back, you know, Mutt or whatever? I, I doubt it. I don't think they'll bring back uh, Sheila LeBeouf, whatever, um, but um, I doubt that'll happen. But I think he's going to need support. I think he's going to need somebody like the, you know, this Picard series that's being uh, worked on. There's a lot of young cast members in that. so So you can't. I don't think he can. While well, Indy, I still feel is still going to be doing stuff and using the whip and, and and you know getting into tight spots and getting out of them. Uh, I, you know, I think I think they need to kind of recognize that he's not you know as young as he used to be. Uh, I, I I've always wondered. I re- wondered this when Indy four came out. When they did those Indiana Jones chronicles, uh, India is an old man, and is like when he was like ninety nine or ninety eight or whatever he was. He was kind of the narrator and bookended that show. He had an eye patch, so it, 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 I keep thinking. I wonder if they'll ever hook that back into to this. Potentially, is going to be the last indie movie with Harrison Ford. The um, if he'll lose an eye, you know that that was used, that came uh, or was shown in the Indiana Jones chronicles. And I wonder if that'll, if they'll somehow connect that into this movie. I don't know, maybe, uh, part of me thinks no, but, uh, it might be a kind of cool connection to that older, which was a great series by the way, too, with, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, especially as a, a young, uh, I, I guess he was supposed to be late teens at that time, uh, indie, uh, or early twenties, late teens, early twenties. And, um, so uh okay, we're almost 20 minutes into the podcast and we haven't talked about summer movies although it's gonna be kind of short because uh, honestly this this year's lineup of sci-fi fantasy type films um pfft, there's probably hardly any fantasy films uh, but um, unless you count comic book movies as fantasy and that's kind of a mixed could be sci-fi could be fantasy but um yeah, let's talk about a little bit about what's what's been out and, and uh, what's ahead in uh, the summer of 2019 movies. Imagine yourself strolling the streets of Coruscant, leading a squadron of elite X-Wing pilots, going toe-to-toe with the Dark Lord of the Sith. You can. All you have to do is crack open a book and listen to the Star Wars Stacks podcast and book club. Each month, your hosts Joe, Chris, and Jen take you on a guided tour of the expanded universe. The hosts begin the reviews with a non-spoiler synopsis and analysis to help you decide whether it's worth a read before sounding a spoiler alert and delving into the story in great detail. Subscribe to the show via iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Find the Star Wars Stacks on Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, and swstacksshow.com, the Star Wars Stacks Podcast and Book Club. It's fun, it's immersive. It's Star Wars. So, uh, movies for the summer of 2019. I've mentioned quite a few times that I-, I love going to the movies over the summer. Um, some people go camping. Some people go water skiing. I go to the movies. Uh, I do enjoy the summer and being outside, too, but summer has always kind of partly uh, for me associated with big blockbusters especially ever since the you know 1977 when the first star wars movie came out in the, in that summer i've always looked forward to all the summer movies now the the schedule of summer movies has shifted you know it's really weird because in the last several years maybe longer they come out sooner and sooner we, we get quote-unquote summer movies, you know, in March, April. Um, probably the biggest this year, obviously, was Avengers Endgame, which we did a whole show on, I think, uh, that came out at the very end of April, is actually still playing in theaters. Um, it's, it's in a couple of... Um, I think it was when I went... I went to the movies yesterday, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But the... Um, but yeah, Avengers Endgame now, we're on, uh, well, a month and a half, I guess which isn't a huge amount of time. I mean, when you consider some films in the in the bygone days, well, Star Wars is the first one that comes to mind, you know, played for months and months and months. That probably will never, ever happen again, uh, especially with movies. Um, when did Captain Marvel come out? I think in March, and it comes out this week on Blu-ray, DVD, and all that. So three months, maybe not even three months later. Uh, and, and it's interesting how that happens or what, you know, because... And maybe they're trying to capitalize on all the popularity of Avengers a bit. I, they probably are. It's probably a pretty good marketing idea. Uh, I mean, Captain Marvel did well, did very well, made a lot of money. But there's still probably people maybe that saw Avengers Endgame and did not see Captain Marvel. And with that still fresh in people's minds, now, you know, release the movie on. Uh... But there's other movies that are older, like um, the one, I think it was Christmas time, that Alita Battle Angel. Battle Angel Alita, I I do want to, I'd like to pick that up on on, uh, Blu-ray because it was a great, I really liked the movie, I thought it was really great, Uh, but it was very cool too because of the CG and all that, and I'd like to see it again, so um, point being, there's the cycle of when movies are in theaters and when they come out, you know, doesn't mean they stay in the theater a long time. So let's talk specifics. Um, so we had Avengers. I'm not going to talk a lot about these movies that have already come out. Well, maybe a little bit more about a couple of recent ones. Uh, but um, but we had that. Uh, that kind of started started things off. And and since that time, we, we've had a, we've had a couple of others uh, come out. We had Aladdin, which I did see. Lynn and I actually went to see that last week. And I haven't talked about that on podcasts, but I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I like Arabian Nights. I, I've actually read the original, like, 1001 Arabian Nights. Uh, and it, it's uh, I like that whole feel. And um, I thought that the uh, the cast was great. I thought Will Smith as the genie was 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 fantastic. I thought he did a great job. It doesn't take away from the old movie with Robin Williams, the old animated movie. It, you know, that's been 20 some years for that 20 a little more than 20 years right 20 maybe 25 is that too much no maybe not 25 years but it's been um it's been plenty of time that i don't think doing another one is a big deal especially now that this is a live action one so that was fun enjoyed that um i have not seen godzilla yet uh out of of these summer movies I, i do want to see it i'm gonna maybe try to get there this week um because, uh, as I was going to, I'll say a couple more times, it seems like the summer movies this year have been sort of front-loaded. They're all, most of them are coming out, like, by the time July gets here, that'll mostly be it. <clears throat> but, um, and, and, and you know, later in July and into August, there's not much. And, and part of that is, I think they've seen that movies don't do as well then people are busier they're on vacation for whatever reason so that most of the movies are coming out earlier and earlier uh, but um but yeah Godzilla I, it's gotten mixed reviews it's even gotten um you know some of the sci-fi fans uh, on the on the treks and sci-fi group facebook group you know there's been mixed comments about it you know it's kind of a fun monster movie but you know people have commented about the story and it's godzilla you know i don't think they've ever really done a really deep story for i mean maybe that last one that they did uh had had probably the the most um let's say the uh, not maybe deepest but the most involved story that i've ever seen maybe in in a godzilla movie but this is all these monsters coming together fighting uh that's fine by me, and I, I do want to see it in the theater rather than just um, on my uh, home uh, screen type thing. And then the uh, the other one that just came out, actually just this weekend that I did go see, and I think I'm going to play a clip from it, or or the preview from it, is uh, Dark Phoenix, the, the sort of last of this recent era. I think they've done, what, three no four of them i think right um but um with with this group and cast and everything like that uh the um uh bottom line and i'll talk talk more about it after the the preview trailer i'm going to play for you but i I liked it i thought it was good and uh i'll I'll talk about that more in a moment but here is a trailer to um dark phoenix the last of i think this sagas or this piece of the x-men saga in movies so listen to this and i'll be back in a few moments Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean! Be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. That power. ...destroyed everything it ever came into contact with. Until you... ...the X-Men fear you. And what they fear, we seek to destroy. She'll kill us all. The girl dies. She's still our friend. She's not Jean anymore. that's right that would be a bad idea (laughs) so there you go there's a x-men dark phoenix or i think the movie is actually technically just called dark phoenix it um it was written and directed by the same guy. I don't know. I don't have his name up in front of me. Uh, he wrote it and, and directed it. As an uh, X Men is probably I, I've said I think before uh, is probably my favorite team book or, or, or for all time in, in in comics more than even Avengers. I always I, I always love the mutants. I, I grew up in the classic era of Byrne and Claremont reading them, and uh, and no, nothing could. <laughs> Nothing really could compare to the X Men in those days. Uh, they were misfits. They 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 were misunderstood. They were persecuted by humans. They they were. Uh, I mean, for for geeks in that time, uh, we we had a lot of in we had a lot in common with mutants. We all kind of felt like mutants, and probably still do even. Uh, at least those that went through that time. Maybe not so much nowadays, where this kind of stuff is becoming so mainstream. But because of all that, the X Men has always been very close to me. I still read it. I, I, uh, I have. Uh, they've had their ups and downs. They, they have never been, in the last say decade, not anywhere near the the glory days of be you know the past. Uh, there have been moments, but um, but so the this this Phoenix uh, storyline is a classic storyline from the classic era, um, and and. So without – I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, but it, the the movie only takes bits of that and, and uses it. They had to – there would be no way – there was too much other stuff going on in, that, in those comics. There wasn't really a way for them to um, to do that in this movie, in a single movie. It would have needed to, to do it the way the comics did it. They would have needed like a trilogy or something of movies. So with all that said, you know, and I, I did not expect by any means um, – that this movie would match what they did in the comics by you know any stretch, and it's considered one of the classic stories and probably one of the best X Men stories ever. So with all that, I, I I have seen some people's reviews. I've seen people um, just movie reviewers. I've seen uh, some fans, some comic fans. There's a lot of mixed uh, stuff out there about it. But but this is this falls almost to me in the Last Jedi category of. If you can accept a, a alternate version or a different way of doing this, I think this is really good. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse uh, the, the previous X-Men movie that came out that that one was not good. I, I I think I probably said it when I talked about it when it came out. I that one just the story there wasn't much of a story. it was just kind of eh blah. But this, you have bigger stakes here in a way because you're you're involving a lot more of the team, especially Jean Grey, of course, uh, played by Sophie Turner. Of course, everyone knows her from Game of Thrones now. She's uh, – <laughs> I, I don't remember – I don't know if it was the first of this modern era of X-Men movies. I think it was maybe not that one, but, you know, it um, – uh, she she's played this young Jean Grey and, and she's grown a lot I think as an actress doing Game of Thrones but she's really good in this and and, and I liked her a lot uh, I thought they used the, the, the X Men the the characters pretty well and gave gave them all some of them more than others of course there, there's a lot of Charles Xavier in this so if you're a if you're a Charles Xavier fan uh, there, he's he's pretty prominent in this movie we get Magneto back uh, played by um, Michael Fassbender who the guy, you know, dude, the guy can act his way out of anything. I mean, he's he's just the, a fantastic actor. And James McAvoy, as uh, Charles Xavier, has also uh, got a, a, some really great acting chops, as they say. So um, probably talking about this one more than maybe some of these other movies, because one, I just saw this yesterday, um, and some of those other ones are from the past, and then movies we haven't seen yet, I obviously can't talk too much about. Uh, just kind of what I'm thinking about it and, and looking forward to. So, yeah, if you are a comic fan, if you are a Marvel fan, if you are an X-Men fan, you definitely want to see this movie to me in the theater. If, if you know, you're not checking all those boxes, eh, you could probably wait. As a movie for someone who isn't at all connected to this stuff much, I'm not sure what you'll get out of it. There's some pretty cool action, of course. Um it would all be based on if you've enjoyed any comic book movies. If you're if you're into those kind of things, you'll probably enjoy this one. There's not much you need to know, I don't think, ahead of time, except for maybe some of the characters and what their powers are and things. But this one, some of the previous X-Men movies have been a little more connected. This one doesn't have a whole lot connected to the other ones, so that's not too much of a concern. If you ha- Point being, if you haven't seen the other ones, you could probably go into this one and be fine the um yeah so that uh is is Dark Phoenix by the way there is no I waited till the end there were quite a few people in the theater and waiting and and, uh and I thought is there a post-credit scene I I didn't really think there was going to be and it turns out there isn't there is no there is no credit scene or mid-credit scene or post-credit scene for this so for Dark Phoenix you're you're safe there so uh so okay all right, let's get into some other movies that are going to be still coming out this summer uh, that we have not um, talked about yet. The the next one, I'm going to try to go a little bit chronologically. The next one coming out at the end of this week is Men in Black. Uh, I think it's called Men in Black, Men in Black International with uh, a new cast. We have Chris Hemsworth and what the heck is the actress's name? Tessa something or the other, right? Is that right? Hang on one second. Right, it's uh, Tessa Thompson. And of course, she is Valkyrie, right? In the in the Marvel movies, so we have Thor and Valkyrie, which I think is really interesting. We get Thor and Valkyrie in a in a movie together, but not a not a Marvel, not a Marvel movie. Um, but they they I think that they make a good team. I, I like it, and I am going to play a trailer for this. I, I like the Men in Black films. I mean, the first one is 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 pretty classic now. The other, what, they've done three, right? The other two, okay, not not bad, um, but I like this idea. I like this concept, and one thing I wanted to say is why has no one really tapped or, or gotten? Maybe they can't get the rights or whatever, but they could easily do a men in black television show. I think that would be great, and uh, I, I would watch the heck out of that, and uh, I think that would be a cool idea for a TV show. Uh, maybe even a premium uh, cable show like an HBO or something. But uh, let me play a trailer to um, Men in Black International with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. We are a rumor. Recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. We are the best kept secret in the universe. I know. I want an... You erased my parents' memories, but you didn't get mine. It took me 20 years to find you. How many people can say that? I found you, which makes me perfect for this job. Agent ten. we may have a problem in London. How to do it, where you from You know it don't start how to do it, Welcome man. You will be with h and M.I.B., you Karelian scum And FYI, your little club here sucks Come on The world's not gonna save itself I'm driving <coughs> That really should be here oh, I love this country Whoa! didn't know exaggeration. Joey? I thought that we were here. We are. Step on it, would you, Freddy? You go to H. What happened here? What do you think happened? We got our asses kicked. All right. Wait, are you a queen? Hmm? Indeed, she is. I pledge loyalty eternal to you. No, 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 I'm not interested. Too late. I already pledged the loyalty. I wish you'd said no, no, no before. We've never faced a threat like the hive, they can take the form of anyone. I haven't seen that before. Oh. Even our own agents. Do we have a plan? You know, sometimes you have to trust your gut. Men in Black has been compromised and trusts no one. The thing you doing is. We protect the earth. Oh. And that means everyone and everything on it. Yeah, baby! We are the men in black. The men and women in black. Yeah, ha, huh? perfectly done. Are you suggesting that we try the most powerful weapon in the galaxy for fun? Do it. Press the button. Mm. Turn it up a few oh! Oh, shit! So there is the uh, Men in Black International trailer. I think it looks great. Uh, I'm really excited to see this uh, later this week, probably next weekend. Chris Hemsworth, um, Tessa Thompson make a great team. Like I said, uh, Rebecca Ferguson is in this, who's been in the um, uh, recent Mission Impossibles. Emma Thompson, so we all have a lot of Thompsons. Liam Neeson, uh, Kumal Nanjini, is that how you say that guy's name? Anyway, he's the comedian who's on uh, Silicon Valley. He's the voice of the little alien that you hear in the trailer. Uh, Looks great. Looks really good you don't you know they show a lot of the action stuff in the in the trailer but the, you don't really get a, too much of a feel for the plot except of course there's some aliens around that can assume you know look like us look like um blend in and and, and i'm sure we're going to see some <laughs> excuse me see some scenes of you know chris hemsworth maybe fighting chris hemsworth maybe something like that there is a funny scene in one of the trailers for this uh where he picks up a hammer, just a you know, kind of a normal hammer, and throws it, <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of an homage to uh, to Thor. Uh, so that's cool. And uh, and like I said earlier, I think um, I think I, I do I would like to uh, cosplay Men in Black. I think it would be it would be fun, especially um, especially with this movie coming out this year. Uh, doing that at Comic Con. Maybe I can run into, I trying to remember if I saw last year at Comic-Con, if I saw anybody else dressing up like a a Men in Black thing, but it'd be fun if, um, you know, sometimes they do these pictures, get pictures of people where you get all the, like, you know, Deadpool people, all the people dressed up as Deadpool, let's get them all together and do a shot or everybody dressed as, uh, dressed up as Indiana Jones or Lara Croft or other popular, um, Princess Leia, slave Leia from uh, Return of the Jedi, is always another popular one. You know, the the ones that um, you know you get a lot of people dressing up as. So, but um, Men in Black International uh, coming out uh, this Friday, the fourteenth, I think. Yes, the fourteenth. So, um, so that's next. It's uh, let's see. This one's it's almost a two-hour movie. Dark Phoenix was about two hours as well. And uh, next up. Probably going to move on to, well, we had Toy Story 4 coming out, which which is going to be good, I'm sure, and fun. We have The Secret Life of Pets 2, which <laughs> since we, we, I've had cats, dogs, Lynn and I love animals. So uh, we'd enjoy the first of those, probably see that one. But the next biggie, of course, is Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that comes out, what is it on July? I want to say something like July 3rd. I think it's like right before the the 4th of July weekend here in the U S. So, um, a good weekend for that. We have, I think our July 4th is a Thursday this year. Uh, so, you know, tons of people will be off on, on obviously on the 4th of July, uh, which is our big national holiday here. And the 5th, probably people will be off. Um, and so, so with that said, um, I, I think this one, and and it's, a you know, picking up... Now, here's a spoiler warning. Uh, I'm going to play the trailer for um, Spider-Man Far From Home. But there are some spoilers for, during this trailer that, are, that um, kind of are connected to what happened in Avengers Endgame. This movie takes place after Avengers Endgame. So if you've not seen that movie, and, and I, I, it, there are some things that are referenced in this trailer, especially in the beginning of it, I think... If I remember the the trailer that I'm probably going to play for you, more one of the more recent trailers for for this movie. So you've been warned. Uh, if that bothers you and you haven't heard what 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 either, if you haven't seen the movie or haven't heard what happens in Avengers Endgame, uh, do not listen to this. So uh, there, there's your warning. <laughs> so, and I want to be able to talk about it because I do like the fact that Marvel connects their movies to each other and that things that happen in one movie are are impact things that happen in the other movies that come out so here is um, a trailer for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home with Tom Holland as the web slinger the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is about to play but if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet stop watching because there's some serious spoilers about to come up but if you have seen Avengers Endgame enjoy the trailer everywhere I go I see his face I just really miss him yeah I miss him too I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were gonna be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Dance Fury. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk. To him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail. I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, Dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me of when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. You could've used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. A snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel? Unavailable. I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ. I. I'm Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right. You may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my God. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? I gotta get you guys out of here. Get on the jet. Who are you? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan. So there you go, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, we've got a lot of the cast, uh, basically the cast back from the star, star, <laughs> last Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, uh, which was a great Spider-Man movie, by the way. Uh, and this one looks just as good and just as fun. And it's going to be really nice to have this um, after Avengers Endgame, which was a great movie, loved it. Uh, saw it three times in the theater. Uh, But um, I I think this will sort of refresh us a little bit, and I think it's a. I think again, Marvel um, and their plan and their marketing and their the way of doing this stuff is is great. Could we have waited until maybe the fall for this? Yeah, maybe. I I think the last Spider-Man when they did the um, the last Spider-Man came out at the same uh, time. It was July. This actually comes out on July second. It says which is weird because that's like a uh, a Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Tuesday, whatever. Uh, remember back when movies only came out on Fridays? Uh, wow. Um, and, and here's an old one for you, but way, way back in the day, um, the basically new release date for movies for the most part was Wednesdays. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, going back in time. But Wednesdays was a big day, especially for... Summer movies Wednesday was a big day because you would gain the um, a few days and then you get the weekend and all. But um, anyway, so Spider Man uh, Far From Home obviously picks up right after um, somewhat right after um, Avengers End Game. Uh, the impacts of things that have happened in that movie are still impacting Peter and uh, his world. I, I, I my only probably problem a little bit is. Man, they show you a ton in this trailer. I, I I mean, they literally show you, unless there's some twists and things, you, you almost, I, it's a little hard for me to understand who the real, you know, is Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. They say he's from another dimension. My my older son, who's into the comics these days, he, he suspects maybe there's more to Mysterio than that. Um, but um, it's a little hard to tell who is really the villain here. They have these big sort of like, elemental type creatures that they're fighting like of earth and of water and stuff um, which truthfully Spider-Man will have a little trouble with although he's had those kinds of foes and villains in in the comics over the years and he usually finds a way to um, to defeat them though you know I've I've said again a few times on the show that Spider-Man is my uh, my favorite superhero Uh, the one that I identify with you know always wanted to be kind of Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and one of those things is he was always a very, he was a scientist and, and a tech kid and a nerd and all that, and I, and I'm it looks like they're trying to pull that back in here with him kind of uh, tinkering and doing more of that kind of stuff than he has before, so I, I'll i be happy to see that. I think that's one of Peter's strengths. He's not just a, um, he's doesn't just, you know, just have the powers of a spider, the proportional strength of a spider and all that, uh, but um he's also a scientist and super smart and they need to start kind of I think showing that a bit more uh, not that he really fights with with gadgets not not even as much as Batman but that he uses the, his his intelligence um to, you know to to solve these things and, and out you know kind of outwit his opponents a bit that way but and uh and I'll tell you honestly truthfully I was just looking at the movie list and I'm, I'm gonna pull it back up here again but It really is, after this, we we don't have much more uh, this summer. Uh, We have have the Lion King, the live-action Lion King. You know, we have live-action Aladdin, and now we have live-action Lion King on July 19th. Um, I guess one I can play for you and talk a little bit about uh, there's, um, they're doing the spin off Fast and the Furious. This is not, this is not sci-fi or fantasy, although it's practically fantasy, but I, I do enjoy these and, and I'll watch any movie with The Rock in it. Uh, I mean, the guy's just got charisma. I mean, dude, it, the guy's just super nice and super cool. And I, I'm so happy that, I'm so happy that somebody like that ha- has been so successful and done well, because there's, you know, here's my little bit of a soapbox today, but there's so much uh, in the world that's kind of negative and, and and people who seem to be kind of, frankly, jerky and idiots and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I, The Rock just—the just, just the guy's got a big smile a mile wide. I'm, I'm so happy they're doing another Jumanji movie. Uh, I, I really thought the first one was a great deal of fun, a big kick. And um, so this one, Fast and the Furious, presents Hobbs and Shaw. This is uh, This is him teaming up with Jason Statham. This comes out on August the second. Uh, probably be the last one that I'll talk about. There's a few other things. We've got Angry Birds Movie two. Hard, hard to believe they did a first one, let alone two. Um, and uh, oh, there's a, a non sci-fi, just kind of a drama piece coming. But uh, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, that that looks great. That's in in the, towards the end of July. Not a not a sci-fi or anything, but that. And uh, we're getting another Rambo mo- movie this fall, and, uh, and of course we're getting, you know, The Return of Skywalker this fall. Which, by the way, there's a big vani- Vanity Fair um, bunch of images by Annie Lebowitz, Lebowitz? Lebowitz, I think uh that you should check out some cool cool images uh that she did she did she's done those i think for all these newer star wars movies so check that out look on vanity fair online or look at the treks and sci-fi facebook group i posted that up here there this morning so let me play a a trailer uh to hobbs and shaw and then i'll come back and we'll wrap up uh, today's podcast i'm dealing with the future of the planet the necessary shock to the system. I am human evolutionary change. Bulletproof. Superhuman. Who the hell are you? Bad guy. The mission has been compromised. We need help. Our target's name is Brixton. He's a ghost. We're gonna need the best trackers in the business. Luke Hobbs. I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop-ass. Career lawman. Always gets his guy. We're gonna need to operate outside the system. Deckard Shaw. I'm what you might call a champagne problem. Rogue former MI6 agent. Doesn't play well with others. If we stand a chance against Brixton, you guys have to work together. No way. This, this guy's a real ass. This job requires stealth. Look at you. I'm trying to save the world, which, for the record, will be my fourth time. Because I'm really good at it. You have no idea what we're dealing with. Hobbs and Shaw. You're a war. You've got one. Remember me? On my three? Sure. One, two, three! Shocks will kill a man. There we go. It's a bad guy speech. You had to open your big mouth, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to say in the moment. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean, if that's <laughs> if that's your cup of tea. Um, by the way, there's a, a. I think I mentioned it, but I, I saw John Wick Three, which is great. Another action movie for the summer. Hobbs and Shaw, not uh, again, not sci-fi, but maybe fantasy. <laughs> Uh, it's, um, they're just so over the top. It's just so fun to watch. I, I don't know. I, that's what a summer movie is for. I feel, I mean, you can get the, you know, get interesting, deeper things. Uh, by the way, I'm, uh, if you want a little of that, we have, uh, uh, the next season of black mirror on, although there's only like what, three episodes of it, four episodes. And, um, we still have the twilight zone on CBS all access. If you want some things to think about, uh, although I watched this recent episode, um, not all men or not. I forget what it was called. I think it's number seven of the twilight zone set. I didn't really care for this one that much. I thought it was kind of like simple and, and, and not, not as good as, or interesting as the others they've done. But, uh, uh the, the, um, I, I, do enjoy the series. I do enjoy this new take on it, but I, I think it's, uh, I think they need a little bit of pumped up in the writing. I, I think I've got, I think there may be only 10 in the season. Uh, so, um, you got a few of those still, like three of those left. Good thing about, again, summer is get a chance to get caught up on that stuff. But that's my kind of quick rundown of some of the summer movies that we still have ahead. Talked a little bit about what's already come out. I never did see the Pokemon movie. Uh, I'm not a big Pokemon guy, so I I, I kind of wanted to see it, mostly just to see Ryan, Ryan Reynolds speak, uh, do the voice for Pikachu. And I guess I'll end up seeing it sometime on uh, home video, but... Uh, that is uh that's pretty much it right now uh i think we'll just wrap up the show make it this one to maybe probably be about an hour long and yeah should be good i hope everybody's enjoying their summer hopefully you get some time to relax uh i've desperately been trying to do that uh it's been tricky <laughs> this year so far or this summer but um but movies uh you gotta gotta enjoy the summer movies and uh uh, I think that's all. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. If you want to see some of the music videos and, and video casts that I've done, that's over at vimeo, v-i-m-e-o.com forward slash trekkie. Uh, there are links to all this at the treksandscifi.com homepage. Uh, join the treks and sci-fi Facebook group. Uh, we have a fun time on there. Also one last little thing, um, we're starting this little uh, Star Wars role-playing game. I am uh, working, or not working, um, uh, with the uh, Star Wars Stacks folks, with Jen and Joe and, and Chris, and Angela's going to join us as well. So we've done a couple of those shows, so check out Star Wars Stacks. I've been on there talking about our characters and our background stories, and uh, that's been fun, and I, I'm looking forward to getting down to to playing the game, too. Uh, I have, uh, used to be a big D and D player back in the day, pen and paper D and D player. Haven't really been able to do that much over the last several years, but this should be fun and a way to kind of scratch that itch of RPGing, uh, and, uh, with some good friends too. So that's it folks. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Um, I will talk to you again soon. Probably next week will be a guest cast or maybe a repeat show. Um, if anybody ever wants to guest host uh, and talk about anything you want, a, a Star Trek episode that I haven't maybe covered or a movie or a book or a TV show, something, try to prefer prefer to have something I have not covered, which can be a little difficult sometimes, but um, or whatever. Uh, just let me know, treksf at gmail.com, and i uh, happy to have you. So, all right, I'm out of here. Take care, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.